0: Hey guys, welcome back to Let's Talk More and I'm so excited for this episode. We have Paul George, coach Paul George with us today. He's actually a certified NLP practitioner. He's also a cancer healing coach that is so wonderful. He really has the intention to make mental fitness as equivalent to physical fitness which is something which even i believe in and i'm so excited that he's here with us today so let's roll this and call in paul hey all right guys we have paul here with us now i am so excited to be having you on this podcast paul thank you so much for making time for this
1: Thank you so much Shivani and I'm actually honoured to be on this podcast and uh, thank you for making the time to you know to to throw light on a subject and a topic like this. Thank you yeah. so
0: much. Pleasure is all mine and just for uh, the knowledge of the audience Paul and I knew each other for last 10 years almost I think by next year it'll be in 10 years and we've worked will, together yeah. Yes. uh, And we work together in a company that we will not name, but, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, yeah, I mean, Paul has uh, been in the marketing and sales industry for such a long while. So really, Paul, while I know the background, I really want to, for you to share, how did you, how did you from there get here to be an NLP coach? So what was the story like?
1: So, yeah, it's, um, the story has been actually quite exciting, uh, Shivani, and for me, it involved a lot of experience and a lot of learning that I had to go through to, to decide to get into this line of work, but it was back in 2014 when we were working together,
2: yes.
1: and uh, due to some personal experiences, I decided to take a year off, you know, a year, year and a half off. Mm. And just take a break just to clear my mind you know because I've been I've been just working working with corporate and I've never had a break. and it was after about a year and a half and I'd really experienced did the things I wanted to do and you know that that typical life of yes, I'm just taking a break doing all of that uh, instead of actually growing and getting better, I went on the other end of the spectrum wow. and uh, it went really bad Shivani it was like it was almost like you know i i didn't know how to come back i i I didn't want to come back into Mm. um into my my old self into my normal self and so hence what i had to do is i had to reach out to get therapy Mm. and and it was at that point it was a very dark point that i had to you know finally agree to take therapy yeah and when i got into my first few therapy sessions it made me realize so much because I started changing the way I was thinking, and just mm. by changing the way I was thinking, I was able to get such inner, like you know, satisfactions, feeling so much better, feeling mm. that want. All that was changing by just my thinking changing, and for that, I ne- the therapist really helped me with that, and you know, talking to the therapist. And at that point in time, it struck me. I said, if I had this while I was working. Or, you know, while I was uh, being, or just a, a therapist, uh, I, I, that would have made me, it was so good. It's so needed, Yeah. you know? Yeah. And at that point in time, I started, you know, my therapist encouraged me to get into some training. I got into training. Uh, I, I realized that being a therapist requires a lot of work, uh, mm. a lot of years of experience. So, and I knew I didn't have that time and I just wanted to get back and take all this, these tools and techniques that I was learning I just take it back to people and say, "Hey guys, do this." Mm. But of course, it's a long process. Yes, and that's when I got into coaching. Coaching, right? So coaching, yeah.
0: Okay, but I, and... you know, I just want to interrupt you for a minute, Paul. And I just think two very important things that you just said over here, which was really, you know, uh, think, uh, you know, we need to discuss. Is one is that a lot of us, like even I was in the corporate, just like yourself, and uh, you know, while we are in the corporate, of course, there's a burnout, right? Because the day in day out. Uh, things that happen plus if you also have a personal uh you know life which is not really going the way you would like it to then the burnout is just 2x it's not even just just the work it's it's from Absolutely. both ends and and many a times as you rightly said we think that just taking a break is going to solve uh you know sometimes it's needed maybe a short break if everything is going well and it's just a physical exhaustion maybe the break is the right thing but a lot of times as you said you, it, it, things go the other way around it happened to me as well right even I took a break and I thought that you know it's going to be like you know I'm going to rediscover you do rediscover if if all aspects of your life are fine and you actually are doing that work putting in that work to rediscovering yourself and uh so I just you know can you dwell a little bit more on you know why did things go downhill why is it that rather than the break working for you it worked the other way around have you ever given it a thought that why did that happen
1: completely and absolutely and what you said is very true just to reiterate on that it's everybody needs to take breaks and that's what we do when we work we take vacations we go yeah. on our vacations with right. Right. it rejuvenates us but sometimes people go through a slightly more significant emotional events that happen in life so
2: yes
1: in my case it was loss of a loved one i lost yes. my mother
2: Yes. I also
1: had a, a personal um you know instance that happened in my relationship. Yes. So I had these two significant events that came that were big events. They
2: were very so big. Events.
1: It was yes. So a simple vacation was not just enough because I had to restart re, start re- the, my entire paradigm of my thinking started changing mm. because these events had taken place. And mm. now my life going forward was very different without these people or this. Uh, You know, the previous, what was going on in life was not there anymore.
2: Right. And
1: for me, I had to rethink now. It started putting a lot of questions. It wasn't about just going back now to work and and making money and and coming back. I had to start rethinking everything. And for that, the longer break was something that I thought was, you know, the answer. Not just a vacation, you know. I believe you moved to
0: Goa, right? For that?
1: You moved to cities? I moved cities, I set up a house in goa i because that was really what I wanted to do yeah you know i I just traveled, I explored like you know a lot of stuff i I just lived that life mm. but it just went on and on, but I wasn't getting the answer I wasn't getting that satisfaction. it was never mm. about okay, it was like what next, but what next because in my life i w- i was at that point in time I was thirty three years old, and for thirty three years I was you know such a i had Such a support system, and that support system had gone, and now it was like me on my own. It's like all Mm -hmm. my pillars have fallen down. You know, my the people who validated me are not there anymore. So it's about me validating me, and I had never validated myself earlier. Like you know, it was always see. That's the
0: point. Yeah, that's the point. That's the point I was trying to get to because what happens is it's much deeper. The fact that you are, you know, of course, those two big incidences, any which way, would have taken you that much time to recover, and why maybe vacation is right place for you to heal and you know, but the work that you have to do is not just relaxation. It it couldn't have just been relaxation that would have gotten you back to track. The work is much yeah. deeper. And, and I'm so glad you did it because a lot of people I know, including myself, there was a time when I had like, you know, uh, I was leading a marketing head, uh, you know, tag in a good brand I was heading it and everything. But there was just so much exhaustion. Uh, You know, I just I had to give up. And I did, Uh, I was not physically well. But once I was physically well, I still didn't want to go back. And the reason is that, of course, there was a lot of mental exhaustion as well. But I didn't really work on it. I again jumped back into another job, uh, which I got. And that job again, did not give me any satisfaction, right? Again, within six months, I was feeling the same thing. I again quit. So there was a pattern. I was continuously seeing a pattern that, see, there's something happening at the back. I'm I'm, I'm getting at the opportunity, but I'm not well. There's something not right with me and I need to work deeper. This What, what is exactly wrong? And I did the work and uh, it's taken me some time, but I'm very happy where I am. So I think the message from your journey, my journey, and I'm sure thousands of the people out there is that the work is much deeper than just what you see at a face value.
1: It is a lot deeper because what you have to do is also your environment has to change. When your yeah. environment changes, your state of mind changes. Yeah. When your state of mind changes, then the emotion changes. Yes. And then when the emotion changes, your behaviors change.
2: Behaviors
1: change. So, so that pattern has to be broken with any situation. So typically we our minds because subconsciously oh my god I have to go back to work I have to go back to work I can't be what am I doing so then you start getting the negative thoughts
2: yeah it's it's it's
1: it's how you it's how you navigate through these thoughts and coming back and that's where neuro-linguistic programming completely changed the game for me
0: yeah so actually paul um, please tell i mean i've after i put out your post i've got a questions uh, you know around what is nlp and why is uh, you know nlp a new thing how is it different than regular therapy could you just throw some light on it so it's you know everybody has more knowledge about it
1: absolutely so neurolinguistic programming is just a language okay. in the most simplest terms it's like a language and it's a language that you use to talk with yourself Okay. So it's how you talk with yourself, because every day we have subconscious languages that talk to us and tell us what to do. They drive our neurology. Like okay. you wake up in the morning, you know, you have to wake up, you go to the loo, you finish your, you know, you brush your teeth, wash your face, and you know, you want to go have something to like a coffee, then you want to have breakfast. And this is all very subconscious. You don't really think about it. You don't really consciously do it. And like this, there are many other patterns that are built up, like probably smoking or, you know, like other behaviors that are built up.
2: addictions.
1: Addictions. So neurolinguistic programming helps you to, is a language that helps you to talk to yourself to drive different neurologies. So the neurology, which is the neuro bit, the linguistics, which is the language. What is the language? What terms, what vocabulary am I using to talk to myself? And the programming is how you set a new program. Okay. So if this is a behavior I'm doing, I now change the language. Like every time I want to have a cigarette, I change the language towards that. It changes the neurology in me and a new program is set. And that's the simplest way of NLP.
2: Okay. And it
1: is, it, there's a lot of debate about it, like between, you know, the conventional schools of counseling and therapy in terms of how effective this science is of NLP. Yeah. And nobody really validates it because it's nothing new. It's basically modeled behaviors of other people that the founders mm-hmm. put together. Right. And it's proved extremely, extremely effective. And you okay. just need about one or two sessions to make the change. Right. Nonetheless, the change is not as lasting as if it were therapy and counseling. Okay. Right. Okay. So hence it's 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 more applicable when you know where you are, you're stuck in a place, but you want you know where you want to go forward. Cool. And NLP can help you take you there
0: okay right so basically you're saying it's a tool if you already have the intention in your head your your, your intention is quite clear of where you want to be and NLP can actually help you get there it's just like a tool
1: absolutely it's a tool it's a tool that you can use in your kitty you can use it any single time when you know in a particular area you're stuck hmm. you can use this tool to 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 expand the perception of why you're stuck build make more choices for yourself and move forward. And it's it's extremely simple because the, the I know the terms neuro linguistic programming itself throws people off.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but it's
1: such a simple, simple language, simple process that will change completely. And the simplicity of it, right now, especially after we are we are still going through this pandemic and we're slowly yeah. going to be coming out of it. Yes. A lot of people need it quickly to now just quickly recalibrate so that they can get back. Exactly. Because
0: I think uh, the pandemic, of course, pushed people to sit down and have a look at themselves because of course, there was no distraction anymore left. We couldn't have gone to a movie or a vacation or, you know, meet catching up with friends because I think a lot of people just use that on a daily basis plus going to office to get through your day, get through your month, week, year and the year passes by. And uh, But I think with the pandemic, people have actually had the time to reflect that, you know, what's happening. Some of them have, as you said, it's all situational. That just being in this new situation has pulled people down in terms of, you know, uh, in their aura or in their the way they think or uh, uh, things like that. But I think a lot of people also had a lot of family time. A lot of people also had too much face time with their spouses and everything. So I think that is also the uh, gone into, you know, destroying relationships and destroying marriages. Yeah. because people are just not able to deal with each other 24 by seven. So do you get something like that? And how do you help people like that?
1: So the pandemic has in fact been a unique experience for everybody. In it. Right. So for some people, it's been extremely good. Like mm-hmm. probably they've never had quality family time. And now they've suddenly got abundance of it. Yeah. And it's exactly what they wanted. And everybody in, in different uh, sections in whatever stage they were going through in their life have experienced this yeah for some financially it didn't really impact this was ideal yeah uh, for some it impacted financially for some yes. uh, so the experience was very different for everyone mm. so uh, even while we are all going through the pandemic if i'm talking to you probably what you're going through is very different from what i am going through correct you know
2: yeah we
1: know we are under the umbrella of the pandemic and the COVID and of course that our survival and things to be safe right. but more than and we are being safe, we are doing our you know, keeping our precautions and all of that right. what you are going through is very different from what I am going through simply because of our circumstances
2: yes. and
1: that is something wherein I realized that oh so we cannot blanket under pandemic mental health, Everybody's under mental health no, some people have become actually stronger, their the real true selves have emerged yeah. they've become versions of themselves which they never even knew they could be earlier <laughs> right
2: actually, you know and actually. it was
1: the it was yeah it was that it was that, that that brought this upon on them for me I feel thankfully my experiences happened slightly earlier which is around hmm. 2014-15 times so I got this time to train
2: yeah so
1: that you know by the time it happened I was already a very very strong practitioner of NLP. So it became very easy for me to conversationally take people through techniques okay. just to help them see, change the situation in their head. And rather than teaching them, all right, this is NLP, come learn this, come to this program. Mm, so fun. I could do it in conversation, mm-hmm. you know? And right. that's when, you know, you you start mastering it. The language. Oh,
0: absolutely. And, and if, you know, because of the pandemic, people have had like the issues that were not there before. And if they've come during the pandemic or because of the pandemic. So how do you differentiate between that, you know, something which is much deeper and something which needs to be taken to therapy and something which is like, you know, like it's just something that is, you already have the intention and you just want a technique to get out of it. Like, you know, just so that's, that's where NLP comes in. So can, can an individual identify or does a, uh, a coach or a therapist need to tell you what you need? Like, how does that work?
1: No, so that, that's that's the uh, you know the thing about coaching and therapy. We as coaches or therapists, we do not suggest or tell anything to the client. Okay. We are only we are only facilitators, and we help the client process what they are thinking. right. So but when it comes to NLP, I listen to the language that the client is using in that in the room what they're saying and i help them process their own language because mm-hmm. i am in no way superior to my client that i know that this is the right solution for you oh
2: okay right, right.
1: i just need to understand what language you are using to tell me your situation you know yeah. you can come and tell me oh you know i'm constantly this i am down i i'm mute. i cannot i can't do this huh. i know i'm like okay you need to change that language you need okay. to stop saying you can't you can't mm-hmm. then when you, you say just try saying it's something I couldn't do, but now I am going to want to do it. Yeah. Now the client, automatically by just saying it, they feel a little bit internally. So I've I've changed the neurology. Inside.
2: Neurological language. Right. Right. And
1: the moment they get that feeling, Shivani, then they are hooked. They want okay. that. That's an addiction, which is like a self-driven one, right? Because you are wow. creating those own chemicals inside, which otherwise external stimulants would do. Or like you know, we want to go. Um, watch a movie, get a massage, I'm feeling stressed. Yeah, you can do it by just changing the neurology.
0: That's so beautiful. And I remember you telling me about that, uh, you know, uh, a really, really uh, uh, case where a woman who's actually trying to use NLP, could you just, oh, you know, yeah, just yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just outline it so someone can hearing this can make a difference that, you know, what happened and how dif- how different these two are.
1: Absolutely. So I, um, I had a very senior le- level executive yeah. who came up to me for coaching and in fact the company had had sent her to me for coaching because they wanted her to be groomed to get to get on the board she was going right. to be on the board of directors
2: right and
1: very confident she was a go getter it was a very large organization a financial institute so you know yeah. how they are in yeah business. yeah but what would happen was every time she would enter into like you know a meeting or a, a boardroom setting Right. She would automatically crumble inside, and we we tried a lot uh, you know we worked through a lot of processing, okay, what was happening? what were the triggers, what were the thoughts she was telling herself when she walked mm-hmm. in until um, something came up, and she asked she told me uh, a situation wherein she says, "You know every time I walk in, I get reminded of Uh, our situation at home she comes from a joint family when I was a child and and all my uncles would be at the dining table you know having and of course all you know the family was typically like that and it would remind me of that situation and one of her uncle had been abusing her but she couldn't speak she couldn't speak about it because it was family it was you know how everything yeah it's all hush
2: hush
1: yeah yeah hush hush And that's when I had to say, all right, okay. at least the good thing is that now as coaching, we found out the situation and this is something now you can take to therapy, Right. you know, and and take it to therapy to explore it because it's something which was trauma, such a trauma. But she now you see that the impact of that came out here, years and years later. Yeah. And she was on the top of her game when it came
0: to... Imagine that. Imagine yeah. that. Yeah, that's my actual next question to you because this is something that was discussed between us friends when we were talking about something re- regarding a Netflix documentary. And it is all about trauma and how a person who had not healed trauma Uh, was going on about their lives just the way you were talking about this woman that she's on top of a game and a lot of us do that right we're on top of our games even though we've had a trauma incident in our life big or small whatever and of course we've not uh, that person in the documentary had not healed it and it obviously ended up being into this huge uh, family situation where everyone was killed Uh, it was a documentary but I'm just saying that we were discussing and a point was what up that, you know, this is not my thought, but I've, I thought it's a perfect place to discuss it with you that, say, if you've had a trauma in your life, and you've not really healed it, or you've not worked upon it, but you're going on in your life, just the way it is, uh, is it important to heal trauma for everyone? Or is it, you know, it, it must be uh, dealt with at some point with talking to a professional therapist? Or is it okay to go on just the way you are, uh, you know, going on about life, or it can manifest in something more dangerous, can it happen?
1: So that, that's a very, very good question. Uh, my answer to this is that if you have experienced the trauma, but you're okay with it, you've given yourself the permission to be like, I've been through it. I'm okay. And I'm functioning fine in all areas of my life. Right. Everything's working out fine. It's not impacted me. I've been through it. People probably know I've been through it. Yeah. But I'm okay. I don't want to talk about it. I'm fine. And in every other area, I'm fine. In that situation, it's completely fine to, to be okay. Like okay. this lady I was working with was very okay. I'm sure she remembered the incident, but she, she, her life was very okay.
2: She was right. married,
1: she had, you know, so all of that is fine.
2: Yeah.
1: But it came about in such a strange setting.
2: Setting, in, yeah.
1: And just walking into a room with this boardroom setting filled, oh filled with
2: that's... men.
1: Filled with men. So, in that case now, the traumas that are hidden can come up and hit. So, sometimes when you feel stuck in certain areas that you're like, I don't know why I'm stuck in this area. I don't know consciously why.
2: Mm. I don't know
1: why I can't walk into a room with these people when I know all of them and they know me. I'm very confident on them, I think. But I don't know what happens when I see them.
2: Yeah.
1: And this has, uh, you know, that time the trauma comes about. It triggers. And so it triggers so as you journey through life and if you're trying out different experiences like you know let's say if you're okay with the trauma which is a trauma let's say you've lost family so sometimes people don't want to start a family yeah you know they're so scared that they lost their family they or their their siblings and their parents they don't want to start their own because that that's that sense of loss is really bad so at that point in time then when they're okay. Some can be very okay with that. Like I'm okay being a bachelor. I'm okay. Just like, you know, living my life. But after some point in time, you might say, they might go to a therapist and say, oh, I'm feeling lonely. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Would you want to get into explore relations? So now they're exploring a new area. Yeah. And over there, it's like, okay, what stops you from going into a relationship? And like, no, 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 uh, thing and then it's it slowly comes up. No, I'm scared like what if that ends? I will feel that same pain I felt. yeah, it. what if that is... that
0: per- I lose that person and I, r- I have to relive yeah, all yeah. the pain again. So it's a fear. I relive
1: all. It's a fear. So what we do is as coaches, uh, we help them to identify what emotion if they bring the trauma comes up, what emotion is attached <sighs> to that yeah. to that experience.
0: Right, right. I mean we that's some work. Because this is very important, I feel. I think it's ve- it's almost there was a I don't know if you've uh, read Oprah Winfrey's uh, uh, recent book. It's called What Happened to You, and uh, there's a there's a statistic in it which says that uh, this is about America, but like we can definitely uh, extrapolate it to other countries as well. The it's a staggering statistic saying that forty eight percent of children have experienced trauma in their childhood. Forty-eight percent of children have experienced yeah. some kind of trauma in their childhood, and of course, the book—like if you uh, read it or hear it—my God! Like when you start actually understanding how badly it affects children, uh, in like how those children become the you know hurting adults, and how they journey through life, like like it's a it's an eye-opener book. Like I would really suggest anyone hearing it out that if you un- if you want yeah. to understand how trauma affects like children specifically because adults still have that capability of trying to as you said the NLP they they can language they can train themselves to live with it but children have now like they have a set pattern now that if their worldview under five has been said that life is unpredictable that is how they will behave for the rest of their lives so I, I think what you're saying is very right that if if there's so much trauma that's already happened to you like either you are, if you can live with it and you can function in all areas, that's great. But if you like, you feel that there is, you know, you're stuck, then I think this is the right platform to go and check that. Why am I stuck? What's happening with me?
1: Yeah, absolutely, and and I completely agree because children make uh, they make a real meaning of the trauma. Yeah, you know, they in, in whatever way as they are, thing, and then as they grow. That meaning either if they've had good guidance and counseling then they can change that meaning otherwise it they grow and they grow over that meaning and that meaning can sometimes change like even if there was just this, there's this another sense like let's say if there's a smell attached to that trauma or yeah. there's some kind of taste every time they get that smell or that taste or touch or feel or whatever it triggers that that whole whole trauma yeah and that's why with children yes and as you rightfully said it can be extrapolated to our country
0: our country and, you know I, yeah. yeah i mean it's just that today because of media if we find out we were finding out two years before the pandemic that what all kind of things were happening in school like you know children yeah. children were abused but i would like to absolutely believe that it's not just it's happening now like it's not because media yeah. came and told us that the children are abused in school children have been abused in school for ages and we just didn't know about it. and everyone just lived through the trauma. So I really think that as, as adults, we need to heal ourselves if we've had a uh, experience which is not, uh, you know which is, which can be equated to trauma. So uh, absolutely. So Paul, just uh, uh, you know, if you had to uh, give an example of just a small example for people to understand how NLP works. Like for example, if I say that I have, for example, a smoking addiction, And I want to uh, use NLP to get out of it. Could you just give a nugget as to how one can use NLP and what will be the ideal way of using it?
1: Oh, yeah, sure. So smoking addiction, right now when the addiction happens, it's on a subconscious level. So consciously, obviously, you might want to not smoke. But at a very subconscious level, you can't stop smoking. And what happens, what talks to your subconscious is triggers outside yeah. external trigger some stress yes. happens or suddenly the weather changes and you just say oh let me go and have that smoke yeah so neurolinguistic programming now what it says is that the triggers have come in and it's sent this uh, those it's triggered your memories oh wow it's a good time to have a smoke it's made a image of you smoking right, right. in your head and you feel like okay fine that's going to make me feel better and i'll and i go to smoke right now When you realize, now, obviously, your intention, the reason why you'd come for help to a coach or a therapist is because you want to stop smoking, right? Right. So the intention now, you'll come to me and you say, hey, I want to stop smoking. So what I would do is then I would say, all right, okay, why don't you make an image of yourself smoking? Right. Now, so in your head, you're seeing yourself with a cigarette. You're obviously not in a good state because you want to let go of it. Yeah. Right. like all right okay cool and i say all right take a take a good look at that picture is it big small close far, loud soft black and white color i I bring about that picture yeah yeah and you're looking at that and then i say all right now i want you to just park that picture away okay all right and now i want you to create a picture of where you're not a smoker okay so now automatically i've sent a new trigger now you're not a smoker Mm-hmm. it's driving new neurology in you you're like mm-hmm. looking at it you're like that. I'm like okay make that picture where's that picture oh that picture is a little far away because you're still not yet not a smoke I'm like okay bring it close okay. how do you feel now is it yeah. bright and you start feeling that and then what happens is that now the brain has got this new picture of you feeling good without smoking and it's got that picture also so there are certain techniques uh, technique wherein we can get them to switch it. All right, oh. I'll switch. Every time you get, the trigger happens, you right. get, because when the trigger happens, you get this big picture, I want to smoke. And suddenly you, you, you just squash that and you bring this big picture of you not smoking. Huh. So you're, you know what you're doing? You're just changing the neurology. You're, wow. a new line, you're running a new program. Do
0: p- New program. It's almost like training your brain again. Yeah. yeah oh. It's wonderful. I mean, this is an uh, Paul, is there like an age limit of who can use NLP? At what age is it right to use NLP?
1: Uh, so I would say neuro linguistic programming can be used for anybody above 16, 15, okay. 16, above. Okay. when they right. are you know cognitively able to distinguish, know what they want, have intentions, all of that. Yeah, uh, then you can apply you neuro know, linguistic programming, it's extremely powerful. Wow, and it, it, it really helps.
0: That's great. Because I think um, a lot of, as a parent, even I think that the future is quite uh, unpredictable with all the influences around. And uh, of course, if parents feel that, you know, they can use this to help their children in any way, if they feel that the things are not going right, because there's so much so much addiction that's happening uh, around us. And I'm sure we everybody needs help with that. So, that's great. Thank you so much, Paul. This has been so wonderful. I mean, I all the information that you've given and your time, everything, I'm so, so thankful for you being here today. So grateful.
1: Thank you so much, Shivani.
0: Yeah. And I really, I mean, after the call, I will tell you when we catch up
1: for a call. Yes, minutes. absolutely. It, it would be nice. So we can, uh, you know, it would be really nice to catch up. But thank I you do. so much. And more so, thank you so much for actually uh, taking time to to throw light on an area like this especially
2: no it's, it's one of my
0: that's... it's one of my biggest uh, i think uh, you know purposes of life is that i i am myself mm-hmm. a big believer that first mental health then everything else because uh, absolutely
1: because this, mind and body is very connected yeah.
0: very connected and if uh, you know even if you are like uh, we've recently seen the fittest of people are committing suicide right like it's yeah
2: yeah it's
0: unbelievable so really before even body mind like no matter how fit you are no matter how many endorphins are working for you but if you need to do the work for healing and dealing with something deeper I think no amount of any distraction any anything else can help you have to do the work and I'm a big believer in that and that's my one of my purpose of this podcast is to reach out even if it's like 10 people 20 people 200 people I don't care if there's there's what it makes a difference to even one soul I think my purpose is achieved, and that's why that's why Absolutely. I'm doing this. That's why I'm doing Absolutely, this. And,
1: and, I, and I always say this, you know, I too was not a believer in mental health. You know yeah. it. I mean, from when we <sighs> when we worked, yes, it was it was one person who I mean, it, it was a big name, but she like you know literally jeopardized her career to open something in mental health, and she advertised about it.
2: Yeah. and I
1: was at, and I thought it was a movie of hers. Yeah. and I didn't know it was this, and. At that point in time, I reached out to that therapist and got help. And it was at that lowest point. So I always believe when people say, even if it's that one person, because I know I was that one person.
0: Exactly. Imagine that, right?
1: Even if it's one person, yeah.
0: Even if it's It's one person, one soul who can like, you know, make their life better. Because I have been on the receiving end of how amazing my life is transformed just because of the help available on mental health. Because that is something that we all can make use of. If we can spend so much money on things we don't even need.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. <laughs> spending money on something like this is gonna transform your life. Like I just think we should go go for it, right?
1: and and it's and it's it's you know, like people like you who make this like more of a lifestyle you know because you advocated and thank you so much for that that you know today therapy and coaching becomes people are like yeah it's more of a lifestyle it's a lifestyle it's
0: no more like you're totally mad and insane you know it's not about going absolutely but I mean reaching that stage of going bonkers you could do something much before when you see the signs and I think you need to have that kind of uh, what do you say Uh, support system around you it's not just an individual maybe a patient a suffer person who's suffering may not know but if you are the support system and if you can see someone you know declining you can help them you can encourage them you can encourage them that see i know you from so much so many years and i know that you're not this person but now you've become this person let's help let's get you help let's see what it helps so i just i really am so thankful that people like you are there and i know that i can tell someone hey i have a friend just take this number call him see if you know this can help you and uh, I hope I'm going to reach I'm going to leave your handle on all my social media pages if anyone's thank really needs so it
2: if,
0: if anyone needs you I I really urge them to reach out to Paul and uh, get the help you need
1: thank you so much Shivani
0: all right Paul I'll see you when I see you
1: all right take care Take
0: care. have bye-bye. fun
2: and all the best